Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want. So you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. This is a confident show, as always. Appreciate all of you. Hope you're having fantastic Tuesdays wherever you may be across this country. We're talking about Kyler Murray. And by the way, uh, sorry, we're talking about uh, uh, Kareem Hunt. Also going to talk about Kyler Murray. Story out there that we'll get into uh, maybe at the top of hour two that potentially the Arizona Cardinals could be interested in trading Josh Rosen and drafting Kyler Murray number one overall now that Kyler Murray has made the decision to go uh, with the uh, with base, uh, with football over baseball, return part of his signing bonus to made the major leagues and go all in on football. But we're starting off talking about Kareem Hunt and whether or not you believe it's the right decision to have signed Kareem Hunt, if you are the Browns or any other team, would you be okay with your team having signed Kareem Hunt as well? I want to bring in the crew. I said if I were an owner or GM and I thought my team would be better, I would sign Kareem Hunt. Now, I also said I would potentially sign Reuben Foster. It looks like for all the criticism that the Washington Redskins took, they may have been in the right here because all charges against Reuben Foster have been dropped. And if he eventually ends up playing linebacker and can get his life back in working and functional order, then this is, I think, a pretty significant addition for the Redskins. What I have said for a long time is, if you make the decision to do this, then you have to be willing to handle all the criticism that's going to rain down on you on social media and potentially 
in the media itself, in the sports media, for potentially a day or two. And then guess what happens? People move on. And so it's amazing to me how often people make the decision, oh, I'm going to I'm going to do this. And then as soon as the criticism starts, they run and they hide. I think you can criticize the Washington Redskins for a lot, but they knew what was coming and they stayed tough and they said, we think Reuben Foster deserves to play uh, potentially in the NFL. And then the charges get dropped and a small fraction of the attention was spent on the Reuben Foster charges getting dropped. And uh, most of the condemnation that rained down upon the Redskins for that decision vanished. And I think similarly, the decision by John Dorsey and the Cleveland Browns to sign Kareem Hunt is going to be white hot with criticism for about 24 hours, and then it will vanish unless Kareem Hunt gets in trouble again. And then you know what happens? You cut him and you move on and you don't have to worry about this anymore but I'm curious what you guys reactions are Danny G when you saw this let's pretend I want all of you on the crew right now to pretend you are either the GM or the owner would you sign Kareem Hunt for your team yes or no yeah I think I would Uh, this happened faster than I thought it would but because he's already started anger management and alcohol counseling and let's hope he takes it seriously and it helps him then he's obviously taken the steps he needs moving forward. Now, since Dorsey drafted Hunt for the Chiefs, he obviously still believes in him and knows him on a personal basis. Uh, What about you, Eddie Garcia? You are a GM or an owner. Would you bring in Kareem Hunt on your team? I I would. Um, I certainly am concerned over what happened, but uh, I, I I do agree with you that I don't think when you look at the actual incident, that it was as bad as what happened with Ray Rice or with Joe Mixon or whatever. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not concerned about it. I'm not saying that I'm going to not discuss it with him and do whatever steps he needs to take to try and make sure this doesn't happen again. But, yeah, I would I would sign him again. Yeah, I, I, I so far uh, two for two. What about you, Dub? What would your, your GM or your owner, would you bring him in? I would. I mean, this is a guy that has the third most rushing yards – of anybody over the last two seasons, the guy can play, and we saw how much he meant to the Chiefs. Because I think, uh, I think if he's on that team in the playoffs, it's a different, a whole different storyline this offseason with the Chiefs probably winning the Super Bowl. I don't think there's any doubt that he would have been a difference maker for the Chiefs down the stretch and made them potentially. When you consider that they went to overtime, could he have been that small difference that would have put them into the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, look, the Chiefs missed the Super Bowl because D. Ford lined up offsides. So could Kareem Hunt have made a play in that game that could have been a difference maker? I I don't think there's any doubt at all that he could have. What about you, uh, Iowa Sam? How would you break this down if you're GM or you are owner? Uh, I don't know if I'd sign him. I mean, you could. I I don't know if if he was available. I don't know if I would necessarily just because of his baggage. But I don't put him in the same category in terms of severity of the crime. It's obviously like... What is alleged to have happened with Tariq Hill and uh, and Ray Rice, but he definitely, I think, should have an opportunity to play in the league again. Or Absolutely. Joe Mixon, to be honest, uh, he, or even I, the yeah, allegations I, against Greg Hardy. If well, you consider all Greg of Hardy's those, a no, I think in a whole other class, right? Uh, that, but if, yeah, if you consider all of those. Um, He's lower on the pole. Yeah, this is why I always say that precedent matters, right? That you try to look at each individual circumstance and determine whether or not 
you want those people to be representing your team. And the great thing about a marketplace is everybody can go out and every owner and GM can make different decisions. And it doesn't mean they're right or wrong. We see this happen every year in the draft, right? Every single team creates their own draft board and then values players differently and some end up being correct and some end up being wrong and you could be right about one guy and wrong about another guy so I I think the Browns are on the right track uh, when you consider how good Baker Mayfield was down the stretch and uh, and personally I think Kareem Hunt is from the Cleveland area if they did their due diligence and if they have got a decent read on what they think Kareem Hunt's life was like then that can be a uh, that can be a decent decision for them to have made. Also, keep in mind, Kareem Hunt is what like twenty four years old. He is uh, oftentimes, and I think this is true for a lot of guys, trying to figure it out as he goes along. He uh, I, well, he played at Toledo, right, which is a relatively small school on the grand scheme of things, and then he becomes a superstar with the Kansas City Chiefs. He's 23 years old, 22 years old, or whatever he was potentially in that video. And so I just take a step back and say, man, think about how many decisions you made when you were 22 or 23 that in retrospect were dumb uh, as you were trying to figure out your life trajectory. And then also on top of that, think about um, what suddenly becoming a superstar would be like and how that would be a, uh, a a real complexity that didn't exist in your life beforehand when you go back home and suddenly you are a, uh, a famous guy like Kareem Hunt is. Now, I also can understand the other side of this argument. If there are people out there, and I'll open up the phone lines because I'm curious what the OutKick crew would think about this. If all of you were you know, some form of GM or owner, depending on who's making this decision, would you hire Kareem Hunt to represent your organization and be on your team? I'm curious what you guys would say. By the way, I've got a poll question up. I'll give you the poll question results because I asked, would, are you okay with the Browns signing Kareem Hunt, yes or no, uh, last night? And there were a lot of uh, interesting responses. 877-996-6369. I also understand the argument out there of, hey, this guy uh, behaved in a way that I find to be so unacceptable in terms of behaving in a violent way towards a woman that I don't want him to represent my team uh, and uh, and I wouldn't sign him. But for those people who might have that opinion, uh, I'm curious, are you opposed to other teams making the opposite decision or do you believe that Kareem Hunt should not be allowed to play in the league? And if you don't believe he should be played, allowed to play in the league, then how long should he not be allowed to play in the league? Uh, I, I think those are intriguing and interesting questions. Again, 877-996-6369. If you're just waking up and maybe you didn't know, Kareem Hunt, who was uh, on video kicking a woman uh, and released from the Kansas City Chiefs, has now been signed by the Cleveland Browns. And by the way, we got a lot of people who are listening to us right now in Kansas City. Do you wish that the Chiefs had put him on a, uh, you know, gone ahead and suspended him and not released him? There may be some Kansas City Chief fans out there that think that the Chiefs overreacted by letting him go. You can certainly weigh in with that opinion and say, you know what, I think we should have suspended him. I think maybe the decision not to allow him to play for the rest of the season was the correct one. But I don't think there's any way that we should have gone ahead and released him and allowed him to be picked up, given how talented he is. 
I put this poll question up, and again, you guys can weigh in, 877-996-6369. What are you okay with the Browns signing Kareem Hunt? I put this up yesterday, um, and uh, over 20,000 of you voted yesterday afternoon, and 79% of you said yes. Now, I, I always think these Twitter poll questions are interesting because I don't know to what extent my audience is representative of the larger football audience. In other words, uh, do, does what my audience's opinion has in a situation like this reflect the larger context or is it something where uh, my audience skews one way or the other? In this in this case, could my audience be more lenient towards a guy like Kareem Hunt than the national public of a football audience might be? Certainly could be true, but I thought that was pretty significant that 79% of you out there had uh, had that opinion. That surprised you, uh, Danny G, that 79% of the outkick audience at least in this poll result on Twitter had no issue with the uh with the Cleveland Browns deciding to sur- uh, to sign Kareem Hunt. No, not really because back when this happened, I think you spent a couple of mornings laying out the fact that this was different from the Ray Rice incident and because of that the poll results don't surprise me all that much. Yeah, and I look, I don't think it's just different than the Ray Rice in that it's not as severe. I think it's different than Ray Rice in that uh, Kareem Hunt's a better player. And I think you have to factor in that as well when you contemplate age and projected value of return. Ray Rice, I think,'s career had already peaked. If Ray Rice had been, and I said this back in the day, I said if Ray Rice had been Aaron Rodgers, and if you had still had uh, years and years ahead of him and he was a great quarterback, somebody would have signed Ray Rice. And remember, initially, the Ravens didn't even cut Ray Rice. Uh, I think that uh, the the value here for Kareem Hunt is that he's 23 years old, and it appears that he has four, five, six years of really good theoretical running to be done. And I think that factors in in a big way when you analyze whether or not he's going to get a chance. I think that helped Joe Mixon. And I think that helped Tyreek Hill both overcome major issues in their background in college because they were so youthful and uh, and the belief was, look, these guys made really bad mistakes uh, and criminal uh, criminal conduct uh, in both cases with Joe Mixon and with Tyreek Hill. And yet we are OK with giving them a chance in the NFL to overcome that criminal conduct that is in their background. And I think on a broader scale and there's not an easy question, uh, easy answer to this question. What is conduct that renders you unable to make a living as a football player? Right? And that's why I say ultimately it should be left to individual teams to make that decision. But you have to in some way balance out the conduct and then also figure out while you're balancing out the conduct what the talent is relative to the problem that is at stake. And I, I think there are a lot of different angles that you can go and different teams can arrive at different uh, determinations. But I think a Reuben Foster is different than a Kareem Hunt. And I also think this is starting to weigh in. I think teams are getting less, I would hope, I think teams are getting less afraid than what the social media reaction to their decision is going to be. Because the social media mob immediately rises up and they're angry and they're upset and they and they send all these tweets at you. 
And if you haven't been in the middle of a social media mob situation before, you really can get overwhelmed and you can overreact. I think businesses are getting smarter and understanding that the mob shows up and is angry at you for like 24 hours and then they lose interest and they move on to something else. So if you make a decision, like there are executives out there who listen to this show as they drive in in the NFL every morning. I met several of them down uh, down at the Super Bowl. Guys came up to me. I won't say what organizations they work for. They're like, hey, you know, we start off every morning listening to your show because you're on early and we're driving into the facility. If you're an executive and you make a decision in something controversial like this, you stick to that decision for 24 or 48 hours and the criticism basically vanishes. That's the thing you learn about social media mobs is there's something else that occurs that distracts them and they move on. They're like a dog that gets distracted by a squirrel. They go chase that squirrel, that squirrel disappears, and the dog comes back over and just starts jogging along beside you again. And then he sees another squirrel and he runs off and then he can't get to that squirrel and he comes right back to you. They lose attention very quickly, and there's always a new, bright, shiny object for them to chase. And I think to the extent you can look at this in the way that that politics works now, I think to the extent that Donald Trump has any kind of gift at all, it's that he is the master of creating one distraction after another, such that overall there's just such a frenzy that people can't even make a decision about what's a big story and what's a small story. And I think you can see this going on. I'm not sure how it's going to play out in the state of Virginia, where we have a ton of listeners going on right now. But the governor refused to uh, to resign for the blackface incident. And now the lieutenant governor is refusing to, to resign because there are uh, multiple sexual assault allegations against him, which, by the way, have connected to sports at Duke University. We may get into that later uh, this uh, this week in terms of how that story has uh, has grown. And uh, then you have the attorney general of Virginia that has the same issue as well. And I think they may ride out all the outrage and emerge on the other side because there is no consequence ultimately to outrage. People can be angry at you, but if they don't do anything that impacts you, it's just a lot of noise and eventually it diminishes. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be a lot of you want to weigh in. You're hanging with us from hour one as we continue to discuss the, uh, the decision by the Cleveland Browns to sign Kareem Hunt. But there's other big drama out there. This does not really come as much of a surprise, but Kyler Murray has officially declared that he is going to become an NFL quarterback over under on where he is going to be drafted right now, sitting at six and a half. 
uh, with a lot of people saying they expect him to be the first quarterback off the board. Uh, could he eventually end up Kyler Murray going number one overall? None other than Kirk Herbstreet, who knows college football pretty well and also knows Cliff Kingsbury very well, went on ESPN uh, yesterday and said it wouldn't surprise him if the Arizona Cardinals tried to trade Josh Rosen and then Cliff Kingsbury went and drafted Kyler Murray number one overall. I believe we have that audio. Here is Herbstreet weighing in and saying, you know what? Maybe Kyler Murray is going to be number one overall. Well, it's ironic. Look at the team that's sitting there that has the first pick and look at their new head coach. And I'm not trying to start anything, but I know Josh Rosen was selected first uh, for the for the Cardinals last year. But I don't know if he necessarily fits with what Cliff Kingsbury likes to do. It wouldn't shock me between now and maybe even draft day to see Cliff Kingsbury possibly either move out of that spot, but maybe get rid of Josh Rosen and possibly try to pull the trigger to get a Kyler Murray because he fits perfectly with what the Cardinals are probably going to want to do with this new offensive approach. So I'd put him all the way up there at one because he is going to be off the charts at the Combine and Indy. His personal workout, when the GMs and the scouts and head coaches get to him and say, okay, let's get to the board, talk to us about this, talk to us about that, he'll blow him away. His stock's only going to pick up more momentum so possibility there according to Kirk Herbstreet that Kyler Murray now could go number one overall in the NFL draft this is wild now because it's pretty it seems pretty clear that Kyler Murray is going to be drafted in the first round in the NFL draft which would make him this is wild the first player in the history of American sports or world sports or anything else to go in the first round in the Major League Baseball draft and also go in the first round of the NFL draft. He's an off-the-charts athlete at this point in time. I think he's probably going to be the first quarterback to be drafted in, uh, what, a couple of months when they have the draft here in my hometown of Nashville, Tennessee in uh, late April. I think there's a good chance Kyler Murray is the first quarterback to go, and you just heard Kirk Herbstreet talking about the potential of him going number one overall and Josh Rosen potentially being moved out in Arizona, even though he was a first-round draft pick last year. So that is a wild story. Now, we've been ahead of that story here because I just looked at the basic economics of it, and Kyler Murray stands to make a lot more money as a first-round quarterback than he did as a first-round baseball player. If it's purely money that you were basing the decision on, this was a no-brainer. It also sounds like Kyler Murray's true love is football, and so if he pursues his passion, he both stands to fulfill his uh, his favorite sport, be able to play it, and also be able to make the most money. That's a good combination. Now, I do think Kyler Murray needs a do-over and needs to go back on the circuit and do a better job of uh, explaining his decision-making than he did on the Dan Patrick Show in that disastrous interview that he did during uh, the Super Bowl. But other than that, I'm really excited to see how Kyler Murray does at the NFL Combine, which isn't very far away now. I believe at the end of, uh, of, of February, we'll see what exactly kind of numbers he posts at the Combine. We'll see whether or not he throws and everything else, but this should be pretty intriguing. Now, we got a lot of you who want to weigh in on the Kareem Hunt decision. I'm going to roll through all of those calls now. Uh, my question to you, pretty straightforward, if you were the owner or the GM, would you have signed Kareem Hunt? trying to have an intelligent conversation about this, not trying to just jump on the outrage uh, meter and say, oh my God, I'm so outraged over what Kareem Hunt did. We know what he did. The video's out there. 
everything is about choices in life, whether you're the owner and the GM or whether you're the individual player who sometimes makes the wrong decision as well. What would you choose to do here? Jose and Fremont, would you want Kareem Hunt on your team given these circumstances? What's up, fellas? Hey, absolutely. I'm not saying what he did. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to get into all that because we already know what to, what to deal with what he did, right or wrong. But as far as being a Raider fan, I'm kind of upset because to me, I'm not saying that he's nowhere near Marcus Allen type, but it would have corrected the shit for me personally, at least to bring that guy in from the Chiefs. And if he would have hit and we would have hit a home run with him, I would have been so happy, bro. But being a Raider fan and not even hearing that they talk to him or nothing, I feel like a, a farmer's insurance person. As a fan, we've seen a thing or two with the Raiders, bro. It's killing me. Yeah, look, I think there are a lot more people out there that wish their team had signed Kareem Hunt than there are people, in my experience, who are upset that the Browns signed Kareem Hunt. Matt in Vermont, what you got for me? Hey, Clay. Uh, appreciate the, taking the call. I think that uh, you know, if I was if I was a GM, I probably wouldn't sign him, especially with the momentum that the, the Browns have been building and and what appears to be doing things the right way. Um, so I don't think I'd want to bring that distraction in and have a lot of young guys have to deal with that. That being said, you know, I I appreciate second chances, but I think what the league needs to do in these situations is really require the team to put together a plan for how they're going to support someone. Like when there's a video that shows up of you several times trying to go after a woman there's at least some anger management or some mental health stuff going on that needs to be addressed also that i think the league needs to start requiring teams to to put some kind of plan together for how they're gonna you know help the athlete with that side of of their story yeah no i appreciate that i think that's certainly true now the guy's missed seven games i would argue that he has served his full suspension already regardless of what the nfl finds going forward now the NFL may also find that he's lied to them in their investigation. They may also find that there are other incidents out there that they need to be concerned about. So that might be what we're waiting on. But in the meantime, um, as I said in the first hour, I don't have a problem with the decision by the Cleveland Browns. Steve in uh, Las Vegas. What's up, Steve? Hey, buddy. The way I look at it is this. Okay, so you're going to be hanging around hookers. That's what you consider your spare time. That's your hobbies. Now I'm going to bring you this element into my clubhouse, and they're going to say, hey, dude, what happened in that night? Oh, man, we had these hookers. They wanted more money. We threw them out. They got Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, hold on Steve. I think these were not hookers. These were girls. My understanding is that that they didn't have uh, money to be able to get an Uber, and they were asking for help to get back after they rode an Uber to the hotel, and that's where the dispute started. I don't think they were getting paid for sex uh, here. Well, I don't know. I, I just I just don't think that Kareem is spending his time on his free time the way I would want him to drag some of my teammates with him on any of these adventures that would turn out to be bad. He can go anywhere he wants to play. I don't care if Cleveland signs him, but I think I don't I don't want any distractions like that in my clubhouse for any reason ever, and it has nothing to do with Kareem Hunt. It has to do with uh, ca- character. Yeah, thanks for the call. I, I gotta be honest with you. If you think that what Kareem Hunt is doing in chasing girls is <laughs> is unique to that locker room or to that lifestyle, just about every guy in his 20s is like the vast majority of his free time socially is spent in some way chasing girls, some form or fashion. So uh, what's the great line? Uh, I, I wasted, uh, 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 what'd you do with all your money? 
Uh, I spent 90% of it on whiskey and women. The rest I just wasted. That's a lot of guys in their 20s who know uh, exactly what I'm talking about there. Catfish Jake in Nashville. What's up, my man? Hey, what's up, Clay? Yeah, if it was me, I'm, and I'm the GM, I don't think I would uh, sign him right now. I don't think he's um, kind of proven to, to be rehab enough. I think in a couple of years, if he had a pattern of behavior where something like this didn't pop up again, I would look into signing him. The thing that, that would worry me the most is, I mean, we all make stupid decisions, especially in our 20s when we don't, you know, we get money for the first time. We don't know what to do with it. Um, but our stupid decisions are different than, you know, you never put your hands on a woman. That's the part that would cause me pause. Um, and But like I said, I understand why other teams are would sign him and look into it. And, uh, they're hoping he's rehabbed. If it was me and I was a GM, I, w- I would hold off for a couple of years to see if he's uh, actually rehabbed and, and good to go uh, other than that. Yeah. And I get why people do it. Appreciate the call. Uh, look, I-, I think the challenge there is if you wait a couple of years, you're buying stock at the height of the market. I look at, as a, as a GM or as an owner, I would look at Kareem Hunt right now as a undervalued asset. I can get him much cheaper right now than I would be able to if this video had never gone public. And his on-field production has not been impacted, in theory, by this video. It's not like I'm getting Kareem Hunt cheaper because he had a knee injury or because people are worried about whether he has the physical capability to play on the le- uh, in the league. You're basically gambling that he is not going to continue to have issues off the field. And the reason why I see it as a low-risk reward is if he has another issue, you just cut him. And you say, you know what? We tried to give him a second chance. He didn't live up to it. Is anybody criticizing the New England Patriots for the way that they went, uh, the way the Josh Gordon situation went down? They got Josh Gordon for a low-round draft pick, and they hoped that they could have him stay out of trouble and be a productive member of the New England Patriots. And it didn't work out, and so they cut him. And he's not affiliated with the team anymore. They went on and won the Super Bowl. They saw an asset that was low cost. They thought it potentially had high reward. When the asset ended up blowing up on them, they just cut him. And I didn't hear a single person be like, oh my God, can you believe what the New England Patriots did? I don't think you are blamed going forward here if Kareem Hunt doesn't fix his life. If he does, you get the benefit of that because you bought an undervalued asset. Uh, and brought him in as part of your organization. Brandon in Atlanta. What's up, Brandon? Hey, Clay. I'm taking a look at this situation, and I'm looking all the way back to uh, 2012, kind of comparing it to the Chad Johnson situation. Uh, Chad Johnson wasn't even going to really get any jail time, and I don't think Kareem Hunt's going to get any either. Nobody's filed any charges against him, not the police. That girl's not trying to press charges. So that should tell you something, because – I know something about the Chad Johnson situation. The only reason he went to jail was because he slapped his lawyer on the butt and made the judge mad. That woman that he was married to stole money from him, and that's why she did not press charges against him. Something about this situation with that woman not pressing charges is makes the situation fuzzy for me, so I'm okay with him signing him. And if I'm the Browns, I mean, you're the Browns. You're the bottom of the league. You're the one team that can get by with doing it, so why not? And, uh, the uh, the Memphis AAF team from now on will be known as the Clay Kyle Helicopter Peckers. <laughs> Thanks for the call, uh, Brandon Atlanta. I got to tell you, I think that the woman did was interested in pressing charges. I think the DA's office in Cleveland and the police and the investigators there did all their research and said we don't think we can charge him with a crime. 
So I, I think you got to factor that in as if you're angry at somebody right now, and this was my thing with Ray Rice as well and any of these other cases, you should be angry at – if you're angry in the Kareem Hunt situation, you should be angry at the Cleveland DA and at their, uh, at their decision not to press charges here because they had the investigation and the criminal justice system chose not to press charges. I don't know how you're angry at the NFL over this or angry at any individual teams. Kane and Virginia Beach. What's up, Kane? Hey, Clay. How's it going? Uh, big Chiefs fan here, and um, I was disappointed to see him get cut. And ultimately, I think uh, I think the Chiefs should have you know, put him through some rehab and really worked with him versus just cutting him into the open market. Yeah, look, I, I think there's going to be a lot of Chiefs fans out there who have that opinion, particularly if Kareem Hunt comes back and ends up playing at a really high level for the Cleveland Browns. They're going to say, wait a minute, why didn't we put him on the commissioner's exempt list? Why didn't we let him serve out his suspension and try to get him help as opposed to immediately kicking him to the curb to avoid people being angry at us on social media? Uh, I, I think that's a very valid question. Tim in Kentucky. What's up, Tim? Tim in Kentucky Drop. Let's go to Victor in L.A. Victor in L.A. What's up, Victor? Hey, what's going on? Love the show. Look, we all know the culture in the NFL has been very forgiving over the years. They're getting more and more forgiving for incidents that happen with players off the field. Now, as as far as the NFL goes, I'm sure he, he's going to get a spot somewhere. But if you look at how bad the Cleveland Browns have been over the last years, except for this last season where they're barely starting to bloom, as a GM, there is no way I would bring any kind of distraction whatsoever in, into the organization because we're barely starting to blossom a little bit. Don't take any chances. So as far as them getting another chance in the league, that's fine. But with the Cleveland Browns, I really don't think it's a good move, but they're trying to move forward at such a, a rapid pace that they're starting to bloom now. Don't get any distractions whatsoever. So I think it's a bad move for the Cleveland Browns. Thank but you're not opposed to another team having done it. You just think in particular the Cleveland Browns, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Right. That's, uh, I don't think it makes sense for them. Not as a yeah. GM, I wouldn't t- if I was Cleveland Browns GM, I wouldn't take them. No, not with them. I mean, they've been so bad. Yeah. And now they're barely starting to break through. Don't take the chance. Last uh, caller weighing in on Kareem Hunt here. Uh, Walter in New York, what you got for me? Uh, I think... Uh, you're big on context. We, we have to look at this in context. I'm somebody that, under no circumstances, should a man hit a woman. But society has changed. I mean, we have women trying to knock each other's block off in MMA. They want people to allow women to play football. And this, looking at it, this lady wasn't coming from some manners class. Uh, I'm not saying she was a hooker, but um, it was a tussle. So I think uh, in context... Um, hey, give him a break. That's all I could say. Thanks all a lot. Right. All right, thanks for the call. My general position here is not looking at larger societal trends or anything else. I think the question is, did what Kareem Hunt uh, did on that video, is it so bad that he doesn't deserve the right to continue to play in the NFL and earn a living as a football player? My opinion, if I were sitting back watching this video and analyzing this situation as an owner or GM, would be, no, this is not so bad that he doesn't deserve to play in the NFL. If that is your answer to the first question, then I think your answer to the second question is, 
how does he potentially fit into our team? John Dorsey has relationships in Cle- uh, in, in Kansas City. He was there. Theoretically, he knows Kareem Hunt. He's in Cleveland where this incident arose. Theoretically, he can talk to people who investigated and tried to figure out what the story was here. I think he's making a smart decision when you analyze risk-reward here. The payoff, if he's right and Kareem Hunt stays out of trouble, is pretty enormous because we know how talented Kareem Hunt has been on the field, particularly when you consider that Nick Chubb is already there and you have a good young quarterback. That offensive uh, team for the Cleveland Browns could be really, really good. And then when you take the next step and say, okay, well, what if something happens with Kareem Hunt and he misbehaves and you're forced to analyze whether he remains a member of your team? I don't think it's that difficult of a decision there either. I think you just cut him. And I think we have a Josh Gordon-like situation, like what happened with the New England Patriots. And people say, well, they tried to give him another chance. It didn't work. I don't know why the blame would continue to be there. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. We are rolling here into the Animal Thunderdome. Cue the music, boys. We're going to go down to Houston and your mind's about to be blown. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I had a bullet constrictor stuck to my face. Sam, you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. This is wild. We're on down in Houston. I don't know if the people of Houston are listening to us right now, but... This uh, is is insane. A uh, couple of people who decided to smoke pot at an abandoned Houston area home went into the home and they made an unbelievable uh, discovery. The tipster said they were at the house to smoke marijuana and thought they were hallucinating when they first saw what a fully grown tiger. In a Houston, Texas area home, in an abandoned home, uh, the tiger was found in a, quote, rinky-dink cage in the garage, which was not locked. The garage was secured with a screwdriver and a nylon strap. A pretty small cage inside basically a garage and a house that didn't look like it was in the best shape, so it was important that we get it out of that situation. Oh, man. You go to smoke some weed and oh. you see a tiger. That has to be one of the most terrifying things that has ever happened while someone was smoking weed. That is one plump pussycat. You see the stomach on that thing? Yeah. What, what I mean, are they feeding it? Well, I mean, I think you got to feed it as much as you possibly can so it doesn't <laughs> eat you. Uh, this is, uh, in, again, Houston, Texas. We talk sometimes about people's decision. They, they said, I saw a tweet from one of the local Houston television stations saying that the tiger weighed a 1,000 pounds. Now, I don't know what usually the tiger weighs, and that could be an exaggeration, but a 1,000-pound tiger. This is from Lauren Tallarico at KHO uh, in uh, in Texas. Uh, said, this is wild. A 1,000-pound tiger found inside abandoned southeast Houston home. Some pot smokers went in the home to light up and came face-to-face with him. Here's the other thing I love about it. They called 311. They didn't even call 911. Those are some thoughtful pot smokers that have been influenced by the what number to call. I don't know about you, but if I saw a tiger in a house 
in a cage that wasn't locked, I think I'd probably call 911, not 311. 311 is for non emergencies, right? Right. I mean, they call 311. If I'm fielding the calls at 311 and somebody says, hey, there's a tiger in a cage without a lock on it in Houston, I'm thinking that's probably a 911 call. Man, that must have been some hybrid marijuana. Yeah, uh, that is unbelievable. So there's video out there of the tiger. This is one of the most unbelievable Animal Thunderdome stories we have seen in some time. Again, according to the local uh, authorities there, uh, sorry, the local reporters there, a thousand pound tiger. Uh, there's no way you're going to be able to top this. What else you got? Now, I know there's so many good ones. I, we'll, we'll have another Thunderdome either tomorrow or the day after. How about this one, though, because we have a really good piece of audio. A group of chimpanzees used tree branches to break out of their enclosure at a zoo in Northern Ireland this past Saturday. Now, the uh, chimps appeared to use storm-damaged branches to make this makeshift ladder. They scaled the walls, and uh, zoo visitors captured the video of this. In one there was of, just chimpanzees yeah, walking around on the, in on the, the people zoo. Path. Yeah. I saw this guy. I saw this video. This guy is walking with his kids, and then there's just a chimpanzee suddenly in the pathway directly in front of them. Right. As they were escaping, one of the videos, you can hear a child saying, Don't escape, you bad little gorilla. <laughs> that is an amazing audio. I need to hear that again with that accent. Yeah, lower that the is... music, lower the music, and just play the drop. Don't escape, <laughs> so they escape. There's video of them climbing out on the branches. Like these chimpanzees, pretty smart. They had a bad storm in Ireland, and some branches fell in there, and they just stacked it up and walked right out. Peace. <laughs> yeah, that is that is phenomenal. Um, and there's video of like, uh, in addition to that, of a dad just walking, and I mean the chimpanzee just walks down like on the yeah. uh, do I right down on the walkway. A zoo official said it's easy to think this is funny, but this experience was quite dangerous. Yeah, you think? I mean, chimpanzees are insanely strong. Yeah, and, and uh, somebody could have been hurt. Right? They're mean sure. buggers. Uh, well, you got to hear that girl again as we go to break here at the end of hour two. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying, flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we are indeed in the Geico Outkick Studios, and we're joined now by Chris Mannix. He's going to be our NBA expert, I believe, this season. Uh, Chris, appreciate you getting up early with us. And I want to dive right into the big question I think a lot of people are asking as the uh, All-Star break nears. The Lakers are two games out of the number eight spot right now in the Western Conference. They're three games out of the seven. So my question for you is this. One, will the Lakers make the playoffs in your mind? And two... Do you think it matters if they make the playoffs, if they're the eight seed going up against the Warriors? Don't we really have to talk about whether they can make it to at least the seven seed? How would you assess things with uh, roughly, what is the math now? They've played 56 games, so they've got about uh, 26 games left on the season. Yeah, if, if I had to guess, I'd say the Lakers do make the playoffs. Um, you know, the Clippers, the moves they made, 
um, it, it effectively was designed to slip out of the playoff mix. And you know, if, if they miss the playoffs with the Clippers, they get to hold on to their draft pick. And I think that's what the front office at this point of, of this team's development wants. Uh, Sacramento is still there, but it's been like you know 50 years since Sacramento's made the playoffs. So I, I, the Lakers still ha- have an opportunity here. And, and if LeBron's if LeBron's healthy and plays the rest of the season, he's fully capable of elevating these guys at least you know enough to get into the playoffs. But the second part of your question is, if they don't get that seven seed, it's just semantics. I mean, they're not beating Golden State in the first round. I think they're they're capable of of playing with virtually everybody else in the Western Conference. But if they get Golden State in that first round, it's it's four or five games top. So they've got to hope they can catch. I think it's Utah right now sitting in that seven spot. And if they don't, um, you know, they, it's just going to be a, a token appearance. Do you think LeBron would rather make the playoffs and lose in four or five games to the Warriors in the first round or not make the playoffs? Knowing him, I'd say make the playoffs because – I think in his mind he believes he can beat anybody. Um, it's just it's just impossible for everybody else to believe, given the talent that's around him and the type of season uh, the Lakers have been have been having. But I don't see no. I, I you know LeBron, in addition to having the the, the eight straight final streak, I think it's like you know twelve or something like in terms of playoff appearances, a long, long stretch of of playoff appearances. I don't think he wants to see that streak end even if it just means, you know, a quick exit in the first round. Who are the Lakers going to add? Because let's say, okay, all the LeBron circus moving to L.A., the idea was they probably are not going to be that good in year one, and I think that's been confirmed by the results. Certainly the injury to LeBron wasn't expected, and that has factored in substantially as well. What are the Lakers, in your mind, likely to be able to accomplish in the offseason? If you are a Laker fan, do you have to be nervous that maybe you're going to get Paul George, given how well Paul George is playing right now, that miss looks even more significant? Anthony Davis, uh, in theory, there are other teams that could put together better packages to be able to get him. You might have to wait another year. What's realistic in your mind for the Lakers roster to look like in the off season, what moves do you think they can make? What moves do you think they will make? You know, I, I think they're in a challenging position, to say the least, because if they don't get Anthony Davis, and they're going to have an opportunity. I mean, Boston, we don't know how it's going to shake out, and I don't know who else is going to be out there looking to, to acquire Davis as a rental. But if they don't get Davis, uh, they're in some trouble, because – if you, you know, in talking to the people, you know, around some of the top free agents out there, no, nobody lists the Lakers as their number one choice. You know, if it's if it's Kevin Durant, you're hearing him more connected to the Knicks and Clippers. If it's Kawhi Leonard, it's the Clippers. If it's Jimmy Butler, it's well, whoever pays him the most money. Um, I look at the at, at the Lakers as maybe their best chance to land a quote unquote marquee guy being Demarcus Cousins because they. They could be in a position to pay Cousins or overpay Cousins more than anybody else at, at that point. And I mean, Demarcus is an excellent player, but would the Lakers consider that a big off-season win in, in getting him into the mix to pair with LeBron James? I'm I'm not so sure. And you know, their 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 chances of going to get Anthony Davis, I think they would drop dramatically if Kawhi Leonard decides to stay in Toronto. Because if Kawhi decides to stay, and Paul George just stayed the year after. That's really going to embolden some teams in front and some front offices who might say, "Look, 
you know, every, even if these guys say certain things, if we put a team around them that can win and we show them the love, they wind up staying and taking the money. So uh, I, I think that there's a lot of variables that work against the Lakers, you know, having a highly successful offseason. Where's Kevin Durant going to be if you had to predict right now for next season? If I had to guess, it really is guesswork because Kevin's going to take a bunch of meetings and, you know, knowing him, you know, these meetings are going to be pretty influential. But if I had to guess, I would say the Knicks because it just seems like it's just barreling towards that. And, you know, I, I saw, I didn't read it yet, did you, but you know, whatever he's doing with that, that boardroom stuff and, yes. and all the, the things, like, it just seems like Kevin, I don't want to say he's more concerned about off-the-court stuff, but he's far more interested in off-the-court stuff than he's ever been before. I mean, you go back to his time in Oklahoma City, and it was, you know, I just want to hoop, and, you know, it didn't really seem interested in anything but basketball for the bulk of his time there. Now, I think he's got some deal with, like, with Apple and, and Apple content and, and all this stuff we just saw come out this past uh, past couple of days. Um, it just seems like he's more interested in the other stuff. And being in New York, you know, I think that he might look at that as presenting him with even more opportunities to expand that part of his empire. Plus, from a basketball perspective, even the Knicks are light years away from being a championship contender, even with Durant and, and somebody else. You win in New York, it's worth you know four championships somewhere else because of the stretch they've gone uh, without winning. So I, I think there's a lot of, of momentum for Kevin Durant to wind up in New York. But I, I do think that if he's swayed by, by the Clippers, if if somehow fences are mended in Golden State, he starts thinking about putting together one of the great dynasties of all time, there's a lot that can change. Do you think that there's legitimate uh, discord between Kevin Durant and Draymond Green? I think there's, I don't know if it's discord between those two, but I do think there's something of a disconnect between the, you know, the, the core guys that have been there throughout and Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant's always been something of a mercenary there. I mean, he came to, to, to help them win championships, even though they didn't really need much help to win championships. And, and then now it's, it's, he's kind of an outsider. A comparison you could make, He's almost kind of the, the core four Yankees, and then Alex Rodriguez comes in. Like They didn't necessarily need him um, to win championships, though he had a great, what, 2009 season. But he, he never really felt part of that original group. And, you know, Draymond's the, kind of wear his heart in his sleeve type of guy. He's going to, you know, he, he understands that, that the shadow that Kevin Durant's free agency back in November was casting over the season. I don't think they're, they're unfriendly. And I think when, when, when it comes time, you're going to see all of those guys try to recruit Kevin Durant to, to come and stay. But there's never going to be that connectivity between Kevin Durant and, and, and the rest of those Golden State players as they have with each other. What's up with the Celtics? And we're talking with Chris Mannix, NBA uh, insider extraordinaire. What's going on there? I just think the, the chemistry issues are, are just bad. And, and sometimes they're able to overcome those issues because they're so unbelievably talented. We saw it happen in December when they went on eight-game winning streak. We saw it happen in January when they were 10-1 and one at home in a home-heavy stretch. But it doesn't seem like these, these issues that they've got have, have left the locker room. And again, this isn't a case of, of you know players don't like other players. It's just that you put this group together, and one thing we dramatically underestimated coming in was the impact of having a bunch of young guys that are on the rise that just got to a conference finals basically on their own 
and some veteran players like Kyrie and Gordon Hayward and, and others who are you know championship focused who, who are have just kind of a different mindset and, and have been there and, and succeeded on their own at their own uh, level uh, in the past. So you know they're just they're they're almost two different teams inside that Celtic locker room and they've never quite been able to get on the same page. And, and you know it wouldn't surprise me Clay to see them going to Philly tonight and win. You know go on a winning streak after the All Star break to get to the conference finals. They're just probably the most unpredictable team in the Eastern Conference because on some days they look like a champion and other days look like barely a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, that is pretty intriguing right now as you come down the stretch. Who do you think won the trade deadline in the Eastern Conference? Which team do you think has improved itself the most? I mean, you got to say Philadelphia. I mean, that's just based on a small sample size, but Tobias Harris seems, you know, round peg, round hole kind of fit out there because of his versatility and and how much he can do, uh, yeah, what he can do shooting the ball. I mean, he, you know, watching him get the Lakers, I know it's the Lakers, no defense has stunk uh, as of late, but he, you know, his, he's a better passer than I ever really gave him credit for, and he's certainly an excellent shooter and has been uh, all season long. And, yeah, you know, I still worry about some chemistry issues there as, as they play tougher teams, but uh, you got to say the Sixers. They overpaid for Tobias Harris. I mean, the two first round picks were a lot, especially when you saw some of the other deals that went on across the league, but you know, they got a, a bona fide all-star for a very low, uh, you know, roster price with that team. I wouldn't, I wouldn't overlook Milwaukee though. Milwaukee, their GM up there, John Horst, who's like 35 years old or something. I mean, he has done just a remarkable job in the last couple of years, you know, building the exact team you want to build around Giannis. I mean, you want a team that is loaded with shooters. You just want shooters out there. So the past off season, he goes out, he gets Brooke Lopez, and he gets Ersan Ilyasova at the trade deadline against Nikola Mirotic, who came in last year uh, with the Pelicans and, and shot his way into the second round of the playoffs. I mean, they, they, I don't know what the ceiling is for that team, but if you're building a team around Giannis, that's exactly the team you want to build. Is Giannis going to stay in Milwaukee? And how important yeah, is it that he stays in Milwaukee for the NBA? Because if you have another young superstar leave a mid-level market, that, I think, starts to set off major alarm bells about whether or not you're ever going to be able to consistently win at one of those places, right? Yeah, I, I think it would. And it, it'll start, you know, ratcheting up talks of, like, you know, the franchise tag and, and you know, different ways of, of making players stay. And that when Giannis comes up for free agency, that's going to be right around uh, the end of the collective bargaining agreement. So it could be kind of a, a significant moment uh, for the NBA when it comes to dealing with, with player movements. Uh, I would say this, and look, I, a, long, a lot of things can happen, but if they build a winner, a consistent winner around Giannis, I don't think he goes anywhere. And I felt the same way, Clay, about Anthony Davis. I mean, I don't, I don't look at that New Orleans problem as being a small market or being the city of New Orleans. I look at the problem as being just one terrible move after terrible move over the last few years, whether it's trading away first-round draft picks, whiffing on first-round draft picks, bad contracts like Solomon Hill. If the Pelicans were looking like the team we saw at the end of last year, you know, where they're barreling towards the conference finals, I don't think they would they, that Anthony Davis would be making this trade request. It's just they were bad is the reason he made that trade request. And Giannis, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, he's sort of cut from a different cloth anyway. You know, he's just kind of this quirky guy that seems to be uh, embrace the small market. His brothers, I think they still all live there, uh, you know, uh, with him in that area. So I think if, as long as they're successful and they've put together the type of team that, that they're young enough that they can be successful the next uh, 
you know, a few years. I, I think he signs on long term. Outstanding stuff as always. Chris Mannix, hopefully we'll talk to you next week. Uh, thanks for the time, my man. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.